What is up, beautiful Dynasty Leaguers? Welcome back to the Dynasty Dynamic. I'm your host, Max Cascons, joined by the man who missed his Tyler Boyd cue on the last show, <laughs> a.k.a. the Run DMC, a.k.a. Mr. Dan McAuliffe. Dan, the Combine has come and gone. We got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well. We we, we made sure uh, this time there are at least ten additional Tyler Boyd cues throughout this entire podcast. Here, I promise not to miss them. Um, but when it comes to the combine, man, uh, it's uh, it's exciting because now we finally are turning the page, starting to look at the next chapter of the NFL. Uh, and there's some lightning prospects to be able to talk about here. So uh, I know we were texting back and forth uh, between Yumi and Mike uh, a few different times, just being like, wow, do you see what this guy just did? So I think we're going to debrief here a little bit, talk about some of those prospects, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and start to try and make sense of it all. Yeah, Mike did not want to be here tonight. Did not. Uh, did not want to turn that chapter with us. He is holding out in support of the MLB, so we wish him all the luck in the world there. Um <laughs> Tweet of the week goes out to rlacy23. And uh, if you needed another reason to have Malik Willis, number QB, QB1 in our hearts, exactly. Dan, I think this At is the very it. least in our hearts. And before we even dive into the combine, we are not a breaking news show. But if we are recording a podcast when something like this goes down, we absolutely have to mention it. Blockbuster. Russell Wilson Ooh. trade goes to Denver for two firsts. Two seconds, Noah Fant, Drew Locke, and Shelby Harris. Dan, some quick thoughts on this trade. Man, I mean, if if you have uh, any Denver players, uh, skill players, are you excited about this trade? Absolutely. You were constantly looking at Denver being like, man, just a QBUA, just a QBUA. Uh, in fairness, one of those uh, talents was Noah Fant, who actually now is not on that team and has been, as I've referred to, banished to the shadow realm that is Seattle right now. Um, hard to, to, to be able to recoup some of that value right now. Great prospect. Buy him on the low if you can't. Um, but overall, I mean, just it, it is exciting. Uh, and we were chatting about it like who's it, this is good for both sides, to be honest. I mean, it, you we were talking about the value of draft picks and Seattle's getting a bunch of them. I perhaps don't trust them so much to do good things with them if they're on the clock. But if they can use them as leverage to continue to make some good trades, be able to bring in a potential other younger, already proven quarterback to kind of help out because uh, Drew Locke ain't it. So uh, overall, <clears throat> I think they have some pieces now to be able to to work because they are they knew what they were up against in their own division. That's rough. So to be able to have some chips in their corner now to be able to play around with, fantastic. And I am excited to see what Russell Wilson does on this team now because there are playmakers there. Uh, Jerry Judy fans uh, now get to stop crying into their pillows every night. There's definitely an opportunity there. The Cortland Sutton comeback. And then, of course, I uh, would be remiss if I didn't mention my man, Javante Williams, probably getting a nice little bump out of this, too. So overall excited. Max, how about you? It's going to be it's going to be good. I mean, that is a loaded offense now. And I think you and I were specifically framing this up through the lens of from an NFL perspective. Right? Yep. But let this be a lesson to dynasty owners. There is more than one way to work a situation, right? So the Seahawks acquire all this draft capital, a couple players. They can go trade for somebody else. They can draft a QB. There's all different ways. So lesson for your dynasty teams, there's always yep. more than one way to rebuild. So I'll be interested to see how Seattle does it. For sure. But let's 
Let's jump into the fun stuff. And we got a rapid fire list to go through and then a couple maybe more back and forth topics. And these are in no particular order. We were just like, hey, these are all guys we yep. want to talk about. So Traylon Burks, not my Traylon Burks, the level 16 battle mage, but the real <laughs> Traylon Burks from Arkansas, um, runs a 4.55. It really doesn't change how I think about him. Still the wide receiver one, 87th percentile speed score. Dan, I don't think you have any argument there, but just, nope. just going to double check. Nope. Exactly. I, I think we both said, would we have liked him to run a little faster? Yes. Is he also a big dude and still has a great height adjusted speed score? Yes. They can both be true in that regard. So it's not a massive mover for us, um, but it's it's good to have data uh, to help us make our decision no matter what, as we continue to actually comb through these prospects. Yes. I was really hoping he absolutely shredded. I mentioned that on the last show, but still does not change a thing for me. Traylon Barks is your wide receiver one in this class. Isaiah Spiller, abductor injury, did not really partake in a lot of the drills. Um, he's going to be interesting to see where he falls on boards. We'll see if he does any of this stuff at his pro day. Kyron Williams, man, awesome receiving back out of Notre Dame. Really was hoping to see him kind of bulk up for the weigh-in. Yeah. Really just crushing these drills. Smaller and slower than expected. Definitely a faller. For sure. Um, and then we got a couple couple guys up the board. Yeah. Rashad White, Dan, yep. out of AZ State. Tell me what he did. Rashad White. So you're looking at a, uh, a 4.48 uh, 40 at 214 pounds and six feet. Like that's, that's great. That's some athleticism that we want to be able to see there. Right. And we've also known just from his prospect uh, background, uh, he's a great receiving back as well. He had just shy of a 19% college target share, which is 98th percentile. So now being able to see that athleticism with that pass catching ability, those are things that we start to look at when we're looking at some of the the dynasty uh, running backs that we want to draft to our team. So um, landing spot dependent, but some great trending up from the combine. Absolutely. I uh, looked at that team and I mean, he basically was their offense. I think he yeah. was their leading receiver as well as their leading. <laughs> that rusher. would explain so, the, uh, the college target share, right? So <laughs> monster production out of Rashad white, uh, Zamir white. Also somebody that I think is going to be flying up boards. Definitely out of Georgia, Dan, another guy that plays at the combine. Am I right? Yep. Uh, 4.4, uh, 40 at that point. And again, very oddly enough, the exact same weight and exact same height as Rashad white. So both, uh, pretty impressive uh, in that regard. And Zamir White is someone that uh, earlier in his kind of college career struggled a little bit with ACLs. I think that's one thing that when you are looking at prospects, injury history is something you also take into account there. But to see him bouncing back like that and have that speed post that, absolutely very encouraging. So awesome to be able to see that as well. And those are the types of things you want to see with these other guys trending up. If you're going to see someone like Kyron Williams tumbling down because uh, there's a lot of people who own some late firsts early seconds and want some swings and another running back that's going to be productive for their uh, dynasty team these guys could be that if they get some capital it's it's a great point because they were definitely on the radar we knew who these guys were but i feel like now you're going to routinely in Superflex leagues being like see them at probably mid-second, maybe even creeping up a little earlier. Yep. Always, always a need at the running back position. Exactly right. They're your Antonio Gibsons, your Michael Carters, the ones that are kind of gems and, and diamonds in the rough uh, sitting in that second uh, round in rookie drafts. Yeah. So not a ton, ton to rapid fire through the quarterback position. Malik Willis didn't test. Doesn't really change anything for me. Lamar Jackson was another guy that did not test at the combine and waited for his pro day. Um, Kenny Pickett, going to go a little out of order here. 
Uh, let's talk about the measurables on him, Dan, because there's some interesting, uh, interesting issues that some of these people are having. Why don't you let the people at home know what we're talking about? I, I mean, we, we always look at all the stats wherever we can give a full encompassing view. Um, but we're going to have to talk about Kenny Pickett's hands <laughs> and it's not a comfortable conversation more just like Jack Kelly from always sunny. Uh, he's very, very small hands and he's probably a little bit, um, uh, concerned <laughs> about it as well from his own perspective. He's gotten a lot of flack from a lot of different, um, guys there. And then you're like, okay, but like how small are we talking? We're talking first percentile small eight and a quarter, uh, inches, uh, hands. You got to figure for anyone who's been able to um, play quarterback so far that he's found ways to compensate for it in other ways. But I I have a hard time trusting it only gets uh, the NFL ball is only a little bit bigger and it's going to be a lot harder to grasp there. So that's a big measurable that for quarterbacks um, we have to take into consideration. And Kenny Pickett's fallen a bit short uh, when it comes to the hand size measurable. Last thing on the list for the rapid fire, Desmond Ritter is on the radar now dan tell me yes, about sir. what this guy did on the testing field man so i think he he kind of exploded onto the uh, the scene with this combine here he was the fastest qb uh by far he ran uh, a 4.52 40 um and he had a insane vertical i've actually i i want to do my own research here but i do have a headline that he has a top 10 vertical in combine history uh, for that position there. So like, that's fantastic to be able to see. And again, when we're talking about measurables, he has 10 inch hands. So there's a few things that he has going for him. Um, but just the term athlete, just like we were t- using for some of these other guys is coming to mind. This is the area where we had uh, previously on the podcast talked about athleticism being a core part of any of the prospects that we're talking about, right? So now to be able to have these numbers, take a look at that and pair it with their college production, um, we're starting to get a clearer picture here. And Desmond Ritter was uh, definitely someone that has started to become uh, more on the radar for both of us after the combine. There was some smart analysts, some smart people getting ahead of this saying Desmond Ritter could go early second, maybe even back of the first. And after the combine, it it doesn't look crazy. Yeah. So nope. let's let's keep it rolling quick here with the wide receivers. So Christian Watson, my goodness, Dan, Whew. out of North Dakota State, just total wow factor. Yeah. What did this guy do? Walk us through it real quick. I mean, again, so uh, when we're talking about it, I think one of the most impressive things uh, about it was speed. Uh, so his 40 earned him a 98th percentile uh, speed score, which is just insane. And again, pairing that with a vertical, you have a down-the-field threat monster with this guy if you can put him into a scheme that's going to be able to utilize him that way. And honestly, I think given some of the stuff that we saw at the Combine, we're not going to write him off as just like a fast dude. He's not like just like a John Ross type of thing. He's got a more like a, a larger skill set that could be utilized. Um, he was definitely uh, a, a weapon over at North Dakota to state there um so those measurables i think again you need those types of moments to be able to put yourself on the radar and i think you have a lot of teams that are going to be looking at him now as a weapon uh that they can place on their offense what are your thoughts on uh, on christian watson there i think he's secured second round draft capital yeah absolutely i'd be stunned at this point i mean if you are going to be a small school prospect you want to be six foot four 208 pounds, run a 436, have an insane burst score, 
And oh, by the way, have a 90th percentile college dominator and have contributed on special teams yep. throughout your career. Like that's the small school receiver that you draw up on paper. So super excited to see him. I'm guarantee he will be rocketing up dynasty boards. For sure. Um, couple other quick ones here. Chris Olave, he's fast. We knew he was fast. We knew he was going to test well. No huge surprise here. But I want to get to, I want to get your thoughts on this, Dan, because sure. Garrett Wilson, Olave's teammate at yep. Ohio State, also shredded at the combine. Um, very fast, tested very well across the board. I am still with Drake London in the two spot right now. And I don't know, I think all behind the scenes, we're kind of synthesizing this data and figuring out what we need to change our minds on, what we don't need to change our minds on. But I think right now I would definitely be on the minority side with that take of not moving Drake London based on what Garrett Wilson did out of the combine. Any quick takes on that situation? Yeah, no, I think it's it's hard because I think you are a little bit more solidified in that take than I am. Uh, I think just as we've said, I need a little bit more time to kind of pour over some of that data. But man, did Garrett Wilson make it harder? Because I think coming into this, I had Drake London uh, sitting at two from a just prospect and numbers standpoint. Uh, it was looking really great. But then you had Garrett Wilson come and just slay. So I think they are neck and neck there. I have to do some soul searching to kind of see uh, where it lands. But um, I guess what I would say is at least um, to to sum it up, I think we're seeing some really surprising prospects in this class that was being touted as like a, a, a tweener class between like the 2020 class and the 2023 class. So now being able to have a class that was being touted is not that strong, not that strong. Just a reminder that at any given time, you're going to see some very good talent trends up towards the top. And to not completely dismiss a class because you're going to get surprised like this. And I am very stoked now to see these uh, wide receivers performing as they are at the combine because it's making the first round and some of the draft picks that I have in there that much stronger. Um, and it's being it's it's become really hard to kind of parse between the two there. So overall, I have Drake London. I feel like by a hair, but Garrett Wilson, as I delve in a little bit more, has made it extremely close. But I think he still sits at my 103. That's good. I'd love to get Mike's take on this when we get him back from his holdout and maybe he can throw up a poll on Twitter and see what, uh, what yeah. his following thinks about this. So maybe we'll circle back to that one. And you brought up a great point there. I see myself trading down if I'm not with a like 102, 101, 102, 103 pick in this draft. Yeah. I think it's very deep at wide receiver. I do think it's kind of falling short in the running back category. Some of these yeah. guys tested out as insane athletes but they're not necessarily like we're going to talk about this guy in a minute, but like Brees Hall is a total box stuffer across the board. Yeah. Had the production, had the pedigree, and now he tests out and, and he just, he rounds out his prospect profile. Yeah. So I do think at the top end of running back, it's maybe a little weaker mm. than some of those classes. Like we're only a couple years removed from Jonathan Taylor, JK Dobbins, Cam Akers, Deandre Swift, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Antonio Gibson. In oh, one for class, sure. Right. For sure. Um, but but I, I, I know what you mean there, and I do think it's going to be a fun, deep wide receiver class. To round out the wide receiver position, Dan, I'm looking at rankings across all these services. I, I do like the free ones for our listeners, so yep. whether it's Fantasy Pros, whether it's Keep Trade Cut, whatever your rankings du jour, there is one guy that I consistently see going outside the top two rounds of, of, um, of Dynasty Drafts, and I think he's going to be a serious value, Dan. And let me put you on the spot. His name is Justin Ross. That is correct, sir. Moving on to the <laughs> running back position. 
Let's round it out with a couple guys at the top of the class. So, Dan, I'm just going to give you the headline, and I'm going to let you take it from here. Is Kenneth Walker the new RB2 in this class? In my opinion, yes. I think what I've seen out of him at this point um, is enough to put him uh, pretty solidly there. To be entirely honest, he was sitting even at the like RB1, RB2 conversation for me. We're going to talk about the other guy who was <laughs> now I think has cemented himself in the uh, the clear one conversation. So Kenneth Walker was someone I was always, always pretty high on in general, uh, running back out of Michigan State. And he, I think we, we, we're kidding um kind of earlier in the the season i texted you guys i was like all right i feel like kenneth walker is my new javante williams and just like liking some of the aspects the of his game and it's that archetype um pretty much has continued to solidify it to a t i've loved what i've seen uh from him i love seeing uh certain running backs lead in some certain metrics and he has done that very well this past season uh he was first in college football for both forced missed tackles and yards after contact I love seeing those types of things because you you are making those plays. Uh, you are the the sole ability to be able to go out and get your extra yards created. Of course, your offensive line is going to help a little bit, but um, moral of the story, it's you have a little bit more control over your own destiny and have shown that you have that t- type of talent to be able to take it to the house. Um, the other aspect is his speed after this combine uh, was insane. He just, again, blew me away for what he was able to accomplish there. Uh, And he actually, we were talking about, he has one of the best uh, speed scores uh, in player profiles database that we've seen uh, over the past good while for current players. So I'm stoked to be able to see uh, him keep up with and even surpass just by slight hair, uh, Brees Hall, when it uh, comes to the combine 40 uh, timings there. And it's just honestly kind of showed a next level that I, I wasn't even sure that he fully had. I knew he had some speed, especially when it was kind of north-south. Uh, so to see that really solidified with the the numbers that we're talking about for the combine, uh, it just basically locked him in as my RB2. And I'm very excited to see where he lands now because I think that skill set is very highly sought after in the NFL. So I had Spiller at two. And... It's going to be so interesting. My rankings, your rankings, just the yeah. world's thoughts on this. Because on one hand, you have a guy that, yeah, maybe he wasn't the true workhorse at Texas A&M that, that many people thought he could have been. Um, you know, was relegated with some carries. But three fantastic years sure. of production in the SEC versus Kenneth Walker, where absolute monster season this past year. But his first two years really couldn't seize the depth chart at Wake Forest. And so on, you know, we have this recency bias of a 1,600-yard season from Kenneth Walker. And then he goes and just crushes the combine. Um, I'm not sure where I'm at on this one yet. And I think it'll be very interesting to see if Isaiah Spiller does anything in his pro day. Gives us more data points on the athleticism there. Um, But right now, I think... I have no issue with people putting Kenneth Walker at RB2. Yeah. I think there's a lot of great arguments. And like you said, I mean, especially with the force missed tackles and yards after contact. I mean, that was my big thing with Cam Akers coming into the league. He played on that god-awful Florida State team. And it was like, of his 1,100 yards, 980 of them were <laughs> after first contact. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more there. But let's get to the man of the hour. Say hello to your 101. Whew. 
Maybe in Superflex. Yep. Maybe in Superflex. Maybe, man. Absolutely, if you're in a single quarterback league. Brees Hall out of Iowa State. Dan, talk to me about Brees Hall. Man, uh, again, he was someone that, uh, as the combine was going on, uh, kept getting text messages being like, oh, you see what just Brees Hall just did uh, for his 40? You see what he just did for his vertical? You see, it just constantly, as each thing was going along, um, just seeing what he was able to accomplish. I'm pretty sure they said he's like had one of the top five combines of all time for like a, a running back there. He just absolutely knocked it out of the park. So it was so encouraging to see that paired with his awesome um, – college uh production that we've seen out of him he's been a monster i mean you see him over 1400 yards for the past two seasons uh over at iowa state like that amount of athleticism paired with that amount of production uh i think it's just a it's a dream prospect to be able to have something like that that is really funny too because it's for whatever reason, he was always being hyped, but not to this level. And so to be able to see it kind of unravel in real time and actually be able to see everyone just so keyed in on who he is as a prospect now, I think he has just cemented himself as the the 101 for, um, as you said, 101 in 1QB and very likely in Superflex too, because he just he blew a lot of people away with this combine. I have no problem right now putting him at the 101. If you want to put Malik Willis there, I mean, that's that's who I had. Yep. prior to getting some of these extra data points For on sure. Brees Hall uh, and the upside that Malik Willis has. I think today, my take is that unless something crazy happens to Brees Hall prior to the start of the season, I think he's already a top 10 back in Dynasty. So I want to play a little game with you, Dan. Let's do it. And I want to, I, I have fantasy pros running back rankings up and I just want to see where the line is right now, where sure. you're feeling it. So, I'm going to go through these first five because I don't think there's any conversation here. Yep. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Christian McCaffrey. You can have a conversation. We're just going to pretend. We're going to go Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams. Okay, listen. That's also recency bias. Christian McCaffrey is amazing. This is Um, This is where I think it could start to get interesting. So, Brees Hall or Austin Eckler? So... This is where you just see what Austin Eckler's done. I right now I'm going to I'm going to take Austin Eckler by a hair, to be honest, and I don't feel great about it. <laughs> to- totally fine. Brees Hall or Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon, you at least have less of an age concern here um, on a beautifully um, architected offense. Here, uh, I'm going to take Joe Mixon here for the time being. Okay, this next one. This hits home. This hits home. Brees Hall. Or Dalvin Cook. Oh man, this is this is where you're getting to the age group where at least Austin Eckler. I'm gonna forgive him a little bit because he has uh, some longevity with his style of play, uh, but he's getting up there in age, right? But now you're talking Dalvin Cook, who has missed some time uh, and is getting up there in age. Ah, this is really hard. I I honestly would have to say that. I might start to put Brees Hall here, and it kills me. I think that's the right answer. I think against Dalvin Cook, and I'm not necessarily you know? saying I agree with these rankings, that these yeah. are our rankings, or that we agree with this, but it is a fun game to play. So, yeah, which is just wild. I'll, I'll just go a couple more here. Yep. Um, Brees Hall or Alvin Kamara? 
I get this is where with the age plus the ambiguity, at least Dalvin Cook has a little bit more stability with this quarterback situation and general offense um, and like having some people that can pull off uh, the stack boxes. I take Brees Hall. It's it seems like a no brainer there for me too, which is just feels so weird. There's a changing of the guard that's happening with some of these guys uh, in the classes that we had. Um, but yeah, Brees Hall, man. All right, we're gonna go two more real quick. Yep, Brees Hall or Antonio Gibson? Man, I I, I go Brees Hall here. This one, I for whatever we reason, know you're not a big Gibson I'm, guy. I'm not Mike a big and I Gibson are the Gibson guy. guy. I know you guys are the Gibson the the Gibson gang, um, but for me, yep, I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Brees Hall there. All right, last one. Man, how times have changed in just two years. Brees Hall, or the player that everybody's calling Brees Hall a mini version of. Saquon Barkley, man, I that that's, I, this is where I feel like Saquon Barkley is too low in these rankings. Um, so this oh, is, I, well, I don't know if I disagree. I I would be probably putting him more in the Dylan Cook, Alvin Kamara uh, area there. So it's gonna be surprised. I, he's of all these ones, the one where I would maybe say I would take Saquon Barkley over Brees Hall. Because again, there we have it from a That's prospect a perspective. Yep, exactly. Lock it in, lock it in, seal the envelope, send it off, and shame me later. But um, Saquon Barkley still only 24 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Um, may, on on his way to 25. Uh, so that's definitely, um, definitely going to be coming up quick and it very well could be coming up a lot quicker than I know, but, um, that he, he's still young enough to be able to, uh, recoup the seasons. Actually already 25, Dan. This oh, is, like no. smash mouth said, like smash mouth said, Are we the years start coming and they don't like stop coming. Zero, zero, two. Did he 20, just, is this 25.0 25.0 25.0 100th percentile spark athlete. That's it is. Is it Saquon's birthday today? <laughs> Cause I thought I he was know. 24, like two days ago. My goodness. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's getting up there for sure. But again, if we're going to enjoy and love the beautiful prospect that Brees Hall is, we have to continue to appreciate Saquon still has something there. Injuries and offense aside, I'm still going to take him by a hair. I can't top it, man. I can't top it. And we did a sub 30 minute show. So I'm going to keep it simple. Would you look at that? Sub 30 minutes. Keep it simple. Getting out of here for today. This is the dynasty dynamic. You stay classy dynasty leaguers. Thanks for tuning in.